Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Wednesday evening here. Really fast before I head out uh, to hike the Grand Canyon, rim to rim to rim. We're heading up tomorrow north. Uh, catch the sunset and then wake up super early Friday morning about 4 a.m. Put our headlamps on and just go from the south rim to the north rim, which is not the shortest trek. Uh, will be the longest hike that we've done because we're going rim to rim and then back to the original rim as we go. So uh, I'll be out of commission here for a handful of days. I'll definitely uh, share with you guys my experience with it um, in terms of just the endurance of it alone and kind of everything in between. So um, stay tuned for that sometime later next week. So this will be the last podcast I gave you guys for probably the next uh, four, five, six days here. So if you really miss me, go back and uh, listen to the, the first podcast, the original, and just work your way through. So with that said, uh, we get a ton of questions, obviously, in our space, what we do. Um, transformations are you know, the thing I think we do best. And uh, in terms of transformation, a lot of people come in. Fat loss is probably the biggest thing just because, obviously, the obesity, you know, I would call it an epidemic uh, in America, is you know, kind of rapidly running uh, out of control. And uh, that's the biggest questions we get. You know, how do I you know, get lean? How do I stay lean? How do I lose fat? How do I drop fat? What would be you know, the, the top five, the top ten tips you could give me? And you know, we can simplify this and, and make it really small, um, or we can make it really big. So I'm going to kind of go somewhere in between. So I think uh, our list here total, we're going to call this um, our 72 uh, fat loss tips. And so obviously I'm not going to spend a ton of time on each. I'm going to go through these, obviously, some of them a little bit uh, longer, a little bit shorter, depending on, obviously, how much context you guys need. In all reality, a lot of these each could be their own individual podcast, um, but for sake of this, I'm going to run through a ton of them. Uh, if you guys, if there's something sticks out, stop, jot it down, maybe write it somewhere, stick it somewhere, or post it somewhere um, so you can see it. If you guys are on a fat loss journey um, or like a weight loss journey or somewhere in between, and uh, again, we'll talk about focusing on fat loss over just weight loss here in a second. So... Today's podcast is 72 ways to drop fat or 72 fat loss tips, if you will. So let's call it right to the chase. Uh, number one, um, change your lifestyle. Um, stop dieting, you guys. I mean, uh, stop putting a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. It's not going to fix the mess that you're in. And again, I'm not saying don't try a bunch of different eating protocols. I think that's fine. There's no way to know if you guys you know, like intermittent fasting, uh, if you like keto, if you like paleo, if you like... Uh, you know, car backloading, whatever you're into, it's fine. I think there's something out there that works for everyone. I think the key is finding what works for you. But when you say that, when you say you're on a diet, that's just basically the food you're eating for your entire lifestyle. And so when people do these things for little gaps, if it's a, a jump starter to kick them off to something healthier, I'm okay with it. But the key is to make a lifestyle change. If it's not sustainable, it's not attainable for the long haul. And that's what I want you guys to focus on. What can I do now in this period of my life that I can keep doing six months from now, six years from now, 16 years from now? Now, obviously things will evolve and change, but you have to stop crash dieting and trying something for five days and saying it doesn't work. You have to give something 30, 60, 90 days, 180 days to see how it flows. Now, obviously there's crazy protocols. People try like these you know, fucking bullshit juice cleanses and like this, you know, body wraps, horse shit they're into. Um, that stuff doesn't work, obviously. So if you try that for three days and doesn't work, I'm here to tell you, you just wasted three days. You can move on to the next thing. But if you're going to try something specific, like tracking macros, really digging down, being mindful of eating real food, you have to give it enough time. You guys didn't gain 30 pounds in 30 days initially, so you're not going to lose all 30 pounds in 30 days. So again, have, you know, the intensity of a sprint in a marathon type race, if that makes sense. So again, focus on lifestyle, not just dieting. 
Number two, you guys have to set outrageously crazy realistic goals that motivate you and inspire you. Now I say outrageously crazy and realistic all in the same sentence, which doesn't make a lot of sense to you guys, but you have to set some certain metrics with, you know, whether it's dates or times on them in terms of what you guys want to accomplish, whether it be body fat, dress size, pant size, something like that. But the biggest thing is set goals that motivate you and inspire you. Now those don't have to just be metrics of how you look. They can be performance goals. Your goal is to hike the Grand Canyon, for example, or it is to run a 5K, or if, if you do want to run a marathon, or if you're looking to do like a Spartan race, or you're trying to you know PR your deadlift, or whatever is important to you guys that motivates you and pulls you out of bed and keeps you moving even in the days where you don't feel like doing shit, that's the biggest thing. You have to have something that is almost crazy when you say it, especially in the circumstance where you're at, to keep pushing you forward, to keep striving forward. Even if you fall short of the goal, that's why I tell people all the time, if your goal is to be a multimillionaire, even if you, you surround yourself with millionaires and you're a complete loser when it comes to money, odds are you're going to be way more successful just hanging out with that group of people striving to be at that level than you would have been on your own. It's the same thing for this. So when you guys are setting goals, hang out with people who do triathlons, hang out with people who are part of a gym, who are part of a community, who have similar goals and are striving to be better as well. I can promise you to level you guys up pretty quick. Next one, focus on fat loss, not just weight loss. That's why I think the scale is horseshit. That's just my two cents. When you guys are really trying to dig down, obviously there's going to be things where you will gain some muscle, you will become stronger, you will have more self-confidence, your clothes will fit better. So focus on the fat loss number as opposed to just the weight loss number. Because at the end of the day, nobody cares if you weigh 139 or 146. And honestly, I don't want to get off track here, but people, we, we think we're so important, right? And we are to our own selves and to our, our immediate friends and family. But for, and I don't want to get like be morbid here, but if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, your guys' day is still going to go on. Some of you would be sad. Some of you wouldn't give a shit. You're still going to go to work. You're still going to catch your flights. You're still going to do your stuff. But yet we're so concerned with, oh, if we weigh this, the world will think what? I can promise you the world does not give a shit if you weigh 200 pounds or 177 pounds, as long as you're happy with how you look and move and feel. And that does not come from a number on the scale. Your happiness and your contentment and your legacy on this earth does not matter if you weigh 151 or 145. In fact, none of us know and none of us really care. Next one on the list, replace your bad habits with good ones. Uh, I believe this. And if you guys hear my dog barking, I'm at home right now on a lav mic, so she's just protecting me from... I believe that is our UPS driver outside right now. Um, what I'm saying is replace your bad habits with good ones. And so again, if you guys are in the habit of, you know, having two drinks, uh, you know, every single night, or you're in a habit of always eating, you know, a really sugary dessert in the evening, I don't have an immediate fix for you. You know, with the booze thing, we can go back and forth on a whole other podcast. If you're, you know, you have to eat ice cream every single night. If you're doing Ben and Jerry's, opt for a Halo Top or an Enlighten. That's taking a shitty habit and replacing it with a better one, in my opinion. Or if you know, after you do a long day of work, you always sit down and you kind of binge on food and that's kind of like your emotional trigger, I would urge you guys to make that an activity time instead. So instead of sitting down and just, you know, crushing wine and eating pizza, maybe go out for a walk, put a podcast on, do something that's replacing an activity and a behavior. I've been through this myself, you guys. Again, I've talked about this before in the last podcast. I was addicted to chewing tobacco for, for the better part of five or six years, literally a tin every single day. And it became, you know, I was managing my life almost around it, if you will, like, like an alcoholic does. Um, and so what you have to do is the activities that you were doing that prompt you to do the bad behavior, you either have to change those activities or you have to change the bad behavior after the activity, which again, I know it's easier said than done. It will take time. But you guys, once you do that, I can promise you it's a game changer for your body. 
Next one, keep a food journal. Um, I used to do it old school pen and paper well before MyFitnessPal. If you guys are wondering, MyFitnessPal.com is completely free. They don't pay me shit. Um, but it's just, we found it as the best app for people to use to track fat loss. Um, and from, from an educational standpoint, it can change the way that you guys look at food, think about food, and obviously feel uh, every single day. Next one, lose weight and change your body for you, not for somebody else. Now, it's awesome that you guys want to do stuff for your husband or wife. Um, or your kids, uh, your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you're, you're in a, you know, you have a, a pact with to do it, but ultimately it has to be about you and you have to make it about yourself. And I know, and I'm going to generalize here, a lot of moms out there uh, tend to put themselves last and I have empathy for you guys. I'm not a mother, clearly I'm a dude, uh, but you guys are putting yourselves last and you're suffering inside. And even though you don't think it's affecting people around you, I can promise you it is because I've watched uh, amazing, you know, beautiful, smart, strong women do this for a very long time and they come to us and they have put themselves like fifth on the depth chart for a long time. They put, you know, both kids first, they put their husband first, they put, you know, making a home first, maybe even their career first, and then they take, you know, the fifth seat in terms of time, effort, energy. And you guys just can't do that. I can promise you, I know you think it's probably being selfish, but it's not because when you're healthier, when you're happier, when you feel better and you have more self-confidence, everything else I mentioned before that, kids, husband, home, job, they all start to thrive as well. And at the end of the day, you guys have to be happy with yourself and the choices that you are making. So again, it's not selfish, but again, like you're on an airplane, you gotta put your mask on first before you can help everybody else. Next one, your inner circle matters. You have to surround yourself with people who support your goals. And again, people who fan your flame and don't piss on your fire. So get people in your corner who are not jealous, who are not competitive with you, unless it's in a positive sense and they're helping push you. Get with people who lift you up and celebrate your wins. Again, because most of us are very bad at celebrating our own wins. So get people in your corner who are willing to do it for you. I promise you, this is a game changer. Next one, make fitness a priority. And again, I always ask people, what is more important in your life than your health? I always say time and health are kind of one and the same. Uh, but again, your job doesn't matter more than your health does. Nothing does. There's literally, if you are sick and you are broken, you can't do shit for anybody else. So we are doing, and I watch Americans do this. When you go to an airport, great example, a grocery store, any sporting event, people are literally putting themselves and their health on the back burner and they're sacrificing their health and how they feel and how they look and the amount of self-confidence and happiness they have for a fucking job, for a task for the benefit of everybody else. And again, they're suffering. So you guys make your health and fitness the number one priority in your life. And if you do that, it will change everything else in your life. Next one, you have to stop making excuses. You just can't. In, in, the, in the world that we live in, um, you can either have results or you can have excuses, but you really can't have both. And obviously I don't complain a lot um, because I don't got a lot of shit to complain about. I can, you know, unless I'm number 8 billion on the depth chart, my life is pretty awesome and pretty amazing. So don't make excuses why you can't do it. I can promise you, shoot me a message, send me an email. I can help audit your time for you and find a solution for you because I know people who are busier than you, who have more kids than you, who travel more than you and are dealing with just as much shit as you are, if not more, and they're getting it done. So if they can do it, I know you guys can too. Next one, limit processed foods. Obviously, the stuff that's in a bag or a box, I'm not saying you have to avoid it like the plague, but at least you know, limit it and try to eat things that run, that swim, that fly and, and grow from the earth that are going to you know, nourish your body and, and heal it and make it strong and make it look the way that you guys want it to. Next on the list, you have to start today. The best time for you guys to start eating right and training and taking care of yourself was yesterday. The second best time is today. 
And the first step is the hardest. And a lot of you guys are scared, you're intimidated, you don't think you're fit enough to do it, you can't make it happen. Um, and I hear this all the time from people. It's like, well, Jeremy, I really want to come in and train, but I don't feel like I'm fit enough to come in and train. I got to get in you know, a little bit of shape of my own and then come in. Like, do you know how ridiculous that is? Like, I don't like kind of fix my car before I take it to the mechanic. I just take it to the mechanic. I don't sit here and like try to do dental work on my own. If I need a fucking root canal, I need a root canal. That's why I go to the dentist for. That's why we exist at co as coaches and as a community and as you know professionals to help you guys. You know, be the best you can be. So again, don't feel like you're not fit enough. There's always a program and something that fits you guys. So again, the best time to start eating right and training was yesterday. The second best time is today. And I know the first step is the toughest. You'll be sore. You'll be tired. Um, it, it, there's obviously a learning curve up front, but again, take the first steps and it'll be the best thing you guys ever did for yourself. Next one, fuck the scale. Moving on. Uh, number, where are we at here? 13. Um, be consistent. Uh, consistency is king. Again, you don't have to be super talented. You don't have to have great genetics. You just have to be consistent with how you eat, how you train, how you sleep, how you stress, and how you live your life. And if you're consistently doing the right things in the macro, even if you have micro problems along the way, you guys are going to win. But the key is to wake up and do it every single day. Something, mobility, foam rolling, going for a walk, lifting, hit classes, Zumba, yoga, biking, swimming, basketball, soccer, fucking playing Connect Four with your homies, whatever it is. Doing something to be active for your mind and your body is the key to consistently do it day in and day out. Next one. Don't compare yourself to others in fitness or in life. And I see people do this all the time. Don't get confused and think you can be a 1% person without putting in 1% effort. Don't look at somebody you've seen working out for seven years and you've been working out for seven days. And again, your chapter one cannot be compared to their chapter 15. People do this all the time with cars, with homes, with careers, with jobs, with their kids, which is crazy, and with themselves. And it's utterly ridiculous. So you have to grow up and stop doing that shit. It is very childish and will get you nowhere quickly. Number 14, number 15, excuse me, food is for fuel. Food helps you guys, you know, obviously move, it helps you lift, it helps you run and jump and skip, it gives you energy, it's for nutrition, and for sometimes, uh, it's for enjoyment and to have social drinks and food and have fun with friends and family, I understand that. What food is not for is for self-medication. Food is not to, you know, fix some emotional problem. It does not fix that. I know initially when you eat it, it gives off this feeling, it's like euphoric, you feel good, you have, you know, oh, it's just so amazing, it tastes good. I get it. I love cinnamon rolls just as much as you guys do. I love fucking Doritos just like you guys do, but I understand that it's, again, it's a band-aid on a gunshot wound. It's only digging the hole deeper, and the visual I give people is this. Imagine you're on a fat loss journey, and you're standing in like a, like a three-foot hole. Now, you can get out of that three-foot hole. You can either like, you know, you know, kind of, I guess, scrap and claw and climb out of it. Some of you guys can jump out of it. Some of you guys can take a giant step out of it. Now, every time you binge eat and use food as like self-medication or as like, you know, an emotional trigger to eat this stuff or drink the shit that's not going to serve you, you're just digging that hole another foot deeper and another foot deeper. Before you know it, you're in a 10-foot hole and you're looking up and you're like, holy shit, now I can't even get out of that hole by myself. I need somebody to come help me do it. Do not do that, you guys. Food is for fuel. Food is for nutrition, to heal your body. Food is for enjoyment, sometimes, but it is not to self-medicate. Again, I know a lot of you guys who are addicted to food or addicted to booze and using it sometimes as a crutch or a trigger or a release. And I'm not saying there can't be a time and place for that, but it's a very slippery slope. Once you start a shitty habit, it tends to snowball and it builds on itself. And before you know it, you're doing something daily or weekly that you never planned on doing at all. Next one. 
Make your goals and your transformation as public as possible. Make a declaration. Post it somewhere where you can see it. Tell your friends, tell your family, just like you guys. Um, I don't do it so much with the fitness goals because I don't really need to. Um, but I guess, you know, if I say I'm hiking rim to rim to rim, you'll ask if I completed it or I made it or I, I mean, guess or, I basically don't have a choice. I'm in the bottom of the Grand Canyon, so I just got to keep fucking moving even if I'm tired. But I do make those things the public statements, I guess, just like you guys do. And the same thing, like, my wife and I have a goal, you know, to pay off our house by the end of 2020. And in all reality, I want to do it, um, you know, before my birthday in 2020. So probably in the next 15 to, to 20 months or so is our goal to pay off our home. And again, that's super fast. It's super aggressive. And it's not really fun to do. Uh, and it's been super hard. But I'm making it public. So again, if you guys check on me in a year from now, see how close I am or check on me three months from now, I've made it public. I've told friends. I've told family. I've told you know, the hundreds of thousands of you guys listening. So that does help. And there is some external motivation, some little external use stress um, you put on yourself to get it done. Next, 17, take before and after pictures, front, back, side, even cell phone selfies uh, in the mirror are fine. And I would do them probably at least weekly. Uh, I think it matters. And again, not that you have to compare, you know, week to week to week, but comparing week one to week, you know, 20, is pretty huge. One of the coolest things we have is this lady, Stacy Dill. Uh, she lost like 100 pounds in like a year. Pretty gangster. She tracked my fitness pal food for like, I don't know, like three years in a row or something crazy like that. And uh, we had her take a picture every single week and send it to us. And then we had our camera crew uh, edit it and put it like a flip book. So we have every single week for like 52 weeks, which is pretty amazing and pretty badass to see the transformation over time. So if you guys want to do something like that, you guys, um, it's cool for you to see and look back and reflect on your journey, just like when I scroll through old you know, Instagram photos. The other day I was looking through my cell phone to find like an old uh, photo. And I'm like, I just looked back and it probably took me 10 minutes. I got lost in it in like the vortex, which is like, you know, your old Instagram feeder, old camera roll. And I was like, holy shit, man. Like my life's pretty amazing. Um, it's where you really can see the, the progression you've made as a person, the people you've met, the things you've done. And it is it's kind of a nice little, you know, stroll down memory lane to remind you of how badass and amazing your life really is. And if you guys do this with your fat loss journey, um, especially in the days where you're you're kind of beat down or you're struggling and you don't really feel like you're making progress, you can look back and see how you looked, you know, 32 weeks ago and be like, holy shit, I look like a different person. It's pretty amazing. So I'm a huge fan of uh, taking the weekly photos. Next one, realize that fat loss and weight loss in general is a mental challenge, you guys. Um, it is an emotional journey just as much as it is a physical one. Uh, I can promise you that. And obviously you're going to sweat you're going to be tired, you're going to be sore and all those things, but it's a mental game. And the people who can wrap their head around it mentally and have the mental fortitude to not compare and to give it time and to stick with it and be diligent and not go back to their old routines that got them in trouble in the first place tend to be the ones that are the most successful. So I don't believe you can have a truly physical change without having a mental one because I think you know the brain um, controls a lot of it. And I for everything I lack, you guys, in IQ... I make up for an EQ and just like this diligence, you know, to work my fucking face off to do all the shit that, you know, a lot of people probably never thought I could do and that I never honestly thought I could do until I put a belief in myself and just, you know, became like kind of this OCD crazy version of me. And uh, it's been a game changer. So again, I think you guys have to have an emotional component, a mental component as well to drive the physical component in a fat loss and weight loss journey, especially if you guys have a significant change to make in your life. Next one, you got to enjoy the journey. Um, you guys can't hate every step of the way. You can hate some of it in the micro, but in the macro big picture, you got to enjoy the journey. 
um, because the journey is everything. That is life. I think oftentimes we get focused so much on just like quote unquote winning, which again, winning means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And we get lost in the process of it. And the people who love the process of things are the people who become successful. I think when they pulled millionaires, um, what is it, about 92% is, I think it's 92% is what I saw recently. 92% of all millionaires love what they do. I mean, it's pretty, it's, it's as black and white as that. It's, it's like, I love what I do. It's pretty simple. Um, and I would imagine like 92% of like fit people love what they do for the most part. And again, there might be a small percentage of people who don't like it or are doing it just for the, for the end goal. But I think you're more likely to see that in like people chasing financial goals as opposed to chasing fitness goals. Because if you don't love the fitness shit, um, it's way slower, it's way harder, and you never really um, can slack on it for too long. So again, enjoy the journey, you guys. Next one, focus on setting records with yourself and breaking records for yourself. Basically just being the best fucking you you can possibly be in terms of in the gym, outside the gym. Now these goals can be things like, you know, you're gonna row, you're gonna ski, you're gonna run, you're gonna lift, you're gonna do pull-ups, or how many bodyweight squats can you do, or how many days can you consistently track on my fitness pal, how many days can you consistently, you know, be active, um, things like that. How many days can you consistently eat a green vegetable? Whatever the goal is, um, those are little records you set for yourself and break yourself. And again, celebrate the wins when you guys stack those up. Next one. Don't beat yourself up for making mistakes. There is no such thing as perfect. Stop being your own worst enemy. A lot of you guys are so much self-hate and so much self-doubt and so much, you know, I fucked up, I'm not perfect, I have to be better. Like, again, if you're really fucking up, sure. But I see a lot of people, and I love my wife, including her, um, she sometimes can be her own worst enemy and beat herself up over things like, oh, I messed up and had ice cream. You ate Halo Top. It's 280 calories. It's literally like licking fucking three tablespoons of peanut butter. It's nothing. Like if you go crush a Ben and Jerry's for 1200 calories and 150 grams of sugar, yeah, I think that's something different. So again, sometimes we become overly hard on ourselves for things that really, there's no need for it. And uh, I see it in day-to-day people. And a lot of you guys are rock stars. You're amazing. You're doing badass shit. And uh, you're making progress. And you're doing great. And you're healthy. And uh, your life is good. Um, So don't, again, don't beat yourself up over the smallest, smallest things. Next one. Again, like I said, there is no perfect. If you guys make a mistake, it doesn't ruin everything. Just get right back on track and keep on pushing forward. A lot of people, they think if they fuck up something at 10 o'clock in the morning, the whole day is ruined or the whole week is ruined. It's not. Um, Literally, just keep on pushing forward. One little mistake doesn't ruin everything. Again, if you guys were driving down the road and you got a flat tire, you wouldn't slash the other three. You'd just fix the one tire and you'd keep it moving. This is no different. Next one, do not wait until Monday to make a change in your life. There is no magic on Monday. Start today. I don't give a shit if it's Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Monday has no magic power over any other day of the week. Uh, In fact, I start most of my awesome stuff probably like on a Sunday. Or if motivation strikes me, I just fucking do it right then. Like literally the second that I wake up or if it's in the middle of the day, I'm like, hey man, enough is enough. I'm just going to keep it moving and I'm going to do it right this second. So don't wait till Monday, you guys. Do it right now. Next one, small changes are key. You have to make small changes until they become habits and then make another small change. It's baby steps, you guys. Think like kind of shallow and deep end. So when we lay out all these things, you don't have to do all 72 tips in a second. Start with one thing. If you're drinking wine every single day, maybe a small change. You're gonna drink wine six days a week. You're gonna drink wine five days a week and so on and so on and so on until it really fits into your macros and your lifestyle and what you're choosing to do. Again. You don't got to move mountains right off the bat. You can, 
Um, but for a lot of you guys, I think you know starting small and taking the first small step and eliminating one shitty habit will snowball into other shitty habits that you guys are gonna get rid of quicker than uh, than later. Next one, find someone and I would say like a coach, a community, a husband, a wife, friend, family member who can hold you accountable, who's close to your circle, who will call you on your bullshit, who will notice when you're fucking up, who will you know go to the gym with you, they'll check in on you, they'll ask about you, they'll be they'll be in your corner basically. They're your number one fan, they're your number one supporter. I think that's key. Um, having an accountability partner, or an accountability group, or a community and a coach. Um, is a complete game changer. I wouldn't be where I'm at today, you guys, without uh, you know the friends and people I have in my ecosystem, and I'm assuming most of you will be the very same. Next one. I believe this too, and again, you have to transform your body and your life because you love it, not because you fucking hate it. Now, hate can get things started. Uh, I can promise you that, you guys. I used to be a, a very angry uh, young man about, you know, name 15 things in my life. I could, you know, rant on about it for an hour each. And uh, hate initially and, uh, and people, you know, doubting me or bullying me or not giving me the time of day or the respect I, you know, feel or thought I deserved at the time got me motivated into, you know, training for sports, training for fitness, uh, kind of creating the person that I am today. So it molded me and hate got me going, but hate can't see it through. It just can't. I believe everything operates better on gratitude. And, and loving your life and loving your body and loving the gift that it is. And so if hate gets you started, that's fine. If a divorce gets you started on doing something, that's fine. If a breakup, if, if a loss of a job gets you going, that's cool. But let that shit go and find a place where you can be happy and be grateful for all the gifts that you have and let loving your body and loving your life fuel the transformation. Don't let hate be in there for too long because it can uh, it can change you guys on a cellular level. And I, uh, I do believe that. Next one. Reward yourself when you guys have wins with something other than food and drinking. And again, I'm not saying you can't do social stuff with happy hours and different things, but I think more often than not, we celebrate fucking everything, and that's why we're, you know, the biggest, fattest, and the unhealthiest at scale we've ever been. We're also the fittest in a very small population, but we're also the biggest. Again, if you go to the airport, look at the people on the planes. Again, I'm not bagging on anybody, but man, there's a, an, you know, a huge population of people who are getting you know borderline too big to be able to sit in a seat and that's reality so we can't reward ourselves with food and drink all the time you know you pick your spots you make it worth it and understand food can be your your greatest gift or it can be your worst enemy and for a lot of people that's one of their biggest addictions and it's tougher than you know addiction with you know things like you know drugs and alcohol because in reality like you don't have to drink booze but at some point like you guys have to eat food you just do. And again, I don't know what you guys know about, um, you know, a 12-step meetings or AA stuff. If you've ever been involved in a circle with friends or family who are addicted to things. But um, food is one of the tougher ones. And I think this is when you become more prevalent in an issue as we kind of evolve as people and we really dig into it. And again, if like when you're going through Alcoholics Anonymous or like a 12-step program, like, you know, step number one, admitting that we're powerless over alcohol and that our lives have become unmanageable because of the booze or we're, we're basically managing you know, our life around it. And uh, it's the same thing with food. I think a lot of people, because we don't talk about it in the same light, they struggle with the food addiction, with the sugar addiction, with uh, the things that, again, and these companies are super smart. They know, a lot of times they know more about you guys than you know about yourselves of of what you're going to buy and how you're going to buy it and what you're going to eat and how much of it you're going to eat and the money that they spend on marketing and production. It's, It's amazing. And the additives they put into things to get you addicted, to connect with your brain and connect with your tongue and your mouth and satiety and how you smell and how you eat stuff. So my point is, 
You can't keep rewarding yourself with food and booze. It's a slippery slope, and a lot of times people do that, and they celebrate way too much. And when you look at your year, if you map out all the days with birthdays and holidays and travel stuff, it's a lot. And uh, all of a sudden, that becomes kind of part of your lifestyle. And then 10 years on the road, you're 45 pounds heavier. And you're like, well, holy shit. I'm like, well, you gain three, four, five pounds a year every year for a decade. And there you are. Next one. You guys got to sleep. You got to get legit sleep if, if fat loss is really the goal. I would say like a legit six to seven to eight to nine hours of restorative sleep a night. I've gotten a lot better at this as I've gotten older because I don't have as much energy and uh, you know I get sore and I have to do more mobility and I have to get better quality sleep. And if I, if I get under probably five and a half hours, I feel like a, a zombie and like a bag of shit. Now I can gut through it for a day, but man, I pay the price. My training pays the price. Um, my wife pays the price. A lot of people do. So I really have to make sleep a priority and so do you. Next one. Focus on how you look and feel and move in your clothes and in your body, not just the scale and not just what we weigh and not even just the body fat number. How do you look, you know, to yourself and be realistic. Don't have like a, you know, body dysmorphia, you know, viewpoint of yourself. Again, that's a whole nother podcast if you guys want to dig into it. But to me, it's how, you know, how strong we're getting, how much more endurance we have. There's a lot of ways to track progress and metrics and it's not just about, you know, the visual. So again, remember that you guys. Next one, don't blow calories on drinks. Um, I think that's probably the biggest key. Um, enjoy things like water, coffee, teas. Uh, even if you can, like if it's the Powerade Zeros or, or Gatorade Zeros or Vitamin Water Zeros, are they perfect? No, but they're a hell of a lot better than you guys crushing Mountain Dews and drinking like a caramel macchiato horseshit Starbucks drink that has 85 grams of sugar in it. That's going to ruin your day. So focus on zero calorie drinks for a lot of you guys who are still doing that. That alone can probably drop 5, 10, 15 legit pounds of shit weight off a lot of you guys. Next one, don't be afraid to pick up heavy shit. You guys have to lift some stuff now and then. And a lot of you guys are way stronger than you think you are. Uh, I promise you that. Again, I'm not talking about, you know, traditional barbell lifting a bunch of crazy stuff. But pick up a heavy kettlebell. Grab some heavier dumbbells. Push a, a heavier sled. Grab a heavier sandbag. You know, maybe a... a a tougher resistance band, whatever it is, push your physical limits in terms of strength. And again, I don't want to generalize women here, but women, you are way fucking stronger than you realize. You guys are gangsters. You are badass. You push humans out of your body. Let me repeat that. You push humans out of your body. I don't even like taking a big shit because it's uncomfortable. You guys are pushing humans out of your body. You can pick up a hundred pound kettlebell. I promise you that. <laughs> Next one on my list. Um, Plan to enjoy, you know, any any treat or cheat meals or festivities or social things now and then. They're important, but plan them is the key. Planning those social things and celebrations is what it is. And again, map out and audit how many you have per year and really pick your spots wisely. Next one, do shit you love in terms of exercise. Find activities you enjoy. You have to do some stuff that sucks. You have to do split squats once in a while. You probably have to do, uh, you know, thrusters once in a while. You probably have to do man makers once in a while, but... If you like yoga, do yoga. If you like to hike, hike. If you like to play soccer, play soccer. Be active. Get lost in fitness. Get lost in the play of it. Get lost in the activity. When fitness is the outcome of the activity, you guys, not the goal, that is when you will really become fit. When you're going through Metcons with your friends and challenging workouts or turkey trots or different Spartan races and shit like that, having fun with fitness is the key. When you have fun with stuff, you get lost in it and you, you kind of snap out of it and you're like, holy shit, for the last two hours we've been doing fitness. Pretty crazy, right? Next one, limit the sugar and the booze. Those tend to be the two biggest 
fat loss transformation killers I see with people across the board. So if you guys can limit your booze and limit the sugar, that alone can change how most of you guys look and move and feel for the rest of your life. And again, next one, uh, we're about halfway through here. Pick the best time to train. And what time is that? Whenever the fuck you're going to get up and do it. That's it. The best time for you guys to train is whenever you will make it non-negotiable and you'll just get up and do it. So that is the best training time, the time you will actually do the training. Uh, next one, don't keep shit in the house. If you buy it, you'll eat it. Um, the prime example, we do not keep shit in our house. If we buy things that we're going to enjoy that aren't, you know, quote unquote, part of just us, you know, feeling better and moving better and being stronger, things we want to eat just for enjoyment, we buy single servings of that because if we buy more at our house, we will eat it because my wife and I are both overeaters. So we kind of safeguard ourselves that way and we don't buy things that will sabotage each other. We literally communicate that uh, through and through. So again, having a, a team and a partner is crucial with that to not keep junk food and shit in your house. Next one, shop on the perimeter of the grocery store. You guys already know this. 99% of the time, all the stuff you need is on the edges and you need very little, if anything, from the middle. Now, obviously there's always exclusions to that, but for the most part, the perimeter of the grocery store is where you guys are living. Next one, keep your intensity of your exercise high. Push yourself. It's not about how long you're there. It's about the intensity while you're there. Work hard. And again, take the rest days as you need to, but push yourself when you guys actually train. Next one, pay attention to portion size. Um, tracking my fitness pal is great for this. Um, just being aware, you know, there's a difference between two tablespoons of peanut butter and four tablespoons of peanut butter. So you guys knowing that is going to be key in terms of fat loss. And again, sometimes even a basic surplus of 300 calories per day can be just enough to make you guys not lose fat. So be mindful of your portions. Next one, never go to the grocery store on an empty stomach. I did it the other day. Terrible choice. Came home with one or two items I shouldn't have had. So again, uh, even now I'm learning the lesson as I go. At least if nothing else, stay super hydrated before you walk in and just have a list and be mindful and stick to the script and don't order off the script. Next one, walk, ride your bike, uh, take the stairs, Whatever you can do, at least 10 minutes per day of the kind of that non-fitness activity can add up to be a huge game changer for fat loss. So again, don't feel afraid to take the furthest, you know, parking spot in the parking lot. Get a good walk in. It's good for the body. It's good for the mind. Or put a podcast on and go walk for 10, 15, 20 minutes a night. Walk your dog. Whatever you guys can do just to get the body moving. All those steps do add up over time. Next one, eat more vegetables. The greener, the better. If you're too lazy to do it, Take athletic greens every single day. That's at least what I do. And again, I try to eat at least two huge servings of greens per day. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, but if, and again, when I say two huge servings, I'm probably talking like four to four to five servings total in terms of how you guys think of it. But I just do two big cohorts of meals. And if you can't do that, take athletic greens. And again, message me. I'll shoot you 20 free travel packs. You guys can try it. Um, they're the best tasting. They're the only thing I'll take every single day because they don't taste like shit. And it's a really easy way for me to get all my micronutrients. But if you can do it, Eat all your green veggies and fruits, but I know most of you guys will not. So uh, Athletic Greens is kind of like a nice little, you know, I guess, a gap bridger, if you will, to make sure that your body is getting all the stuff that it really needs. Next one, play more. You guys got to play. Have fun. Play sports. Play with friends. Play volleyball. Play basketball. Play soccer. I don't mean like go play in like a league. It isn't going to be crazy. If you love it, then do it. But just go to shoot around. Just have fun. Go to a batting cage. Go to top golf. Do fun shit, man. There's so much cool stuff you can do with fitness. And again, if your fitness just dies in the gym, what's the point? So hike rim to rim to rim if you're crazy enough. Uh, I'll let you know uh, when I get back what that's like. Next one, plan out your meals in advance. You guys, if it's, if it's you know prepping food and planning food, even at restaurants, researching the menu beforehand, um, 
can really help set you guys up for success. Next one, again, limit the bag and the box and the containers. And if you're gonna do things that are multiple servings out of bags and boxes, count the servings up front. I know it might seem a little bit anal at first, but just so you understand like what 15 almonds looks like, just so you understand like you know what 22 chips looks like, because I think more often than not we underestimate how much food we're eating and we overestimate how much activity we're putting in. So if you guys can do that and be mindful of the portion size, at least up front, it can help you kind of eyeball it down the line when you're at a party or when you're on vacation or you're traveling with friends and family, but you still want to be mindful of the portions and the macros. The next one, make friends with people who are fit. Um, if your current friends suck, get some new friends. I'm not saying get rid of your friends, you guys. I'm not trying to dictate your life happiness, but if you wanna be fit, do what fit people do. If you wanna be fit, hang out with fit people. If you wanna be a better runner, hang out with people who are better runners. If you wanna go hiking, hang out with people who hike. It's really that simple. Uh, it's not rocket science, but yet it, it befalls a lot of people. Next one, simplify. Simplify as many things as you guys can and eliminate all the extra bullshit stress in your life. And again, I'm not gonna tell you how to live your life and what to do, but I've said this before, I would live in a smaller house. I would drive a shittier car. I would wear older clothes. If it meant I had more time to be active, more time to be fit, more money to buy quality food that's gonna heal my body, more sleep time, more time with friends and family, that really mattered. And I think a lot of times we create things in our lives and we, we buy into things, material things more often than not, or careers or jobs or commutes um, because we think that's what our family needs and that we think that's what they want. But the crazy thing is we spend so much time at work and traveling with stress and for stuff and for things that it really is, it's complicating our lives. And I think if you can take a more minimalist approach and really simplify your life at the most basic standpoint of what makes you fucking happy, it's feeling good. It's moving good, it's chasing your kids, it's playing with your dog, it's hanging with your homies, it's you know being in the softball league or the bowling league, whatever you wanna do. It's the camaraderie of sport and of play that we put on the back burner because we have to quote unquote make more money. We gotta get more stuff. We got And again, I don't know your financial situation, but I know the numbers. Uh, I've studied finance enough over the last five years uh, to see people's buying habits and spending habits and what they prioritize and it's not their health. It's not their fitness and it's not how they feel. And it's really fucking sad to see. Um, I don't want you guys to, to fall into that trap. Next one, um, don't fear fat. If you guys are still afraid to eat fat, um, get with the program. Message me, I'll tell you why. Um, fat is not your enemy. Honestly, protein is not your enemy. And carbs are not even your enemy. Um, but for fat, surely is not. Um, overeating is your enemy in general, regardless of the macro. But fat, especially the healthy fats, those things can work with your body. The fat soluble vitamins, they need them. They're essential for life and they're essential for you guys to, to feel your best. Next one, use spices on your food, you guys, instead of all you know sugary sauces. Um, it'll help save you calories. That kind of goes in hand in hand with the drinking the zero calorie stuff. Next one, in terms of sleep, like we talked about before, be consistent with your sleep schedule. If you can't try to wake up and go to bed around the same times each day, the same thing for your food if possible. If you kind of eat around the same times and wake up at the same times and go to sleep at the same times, you'll probably take a dump around the same times. Your body will regulate itself. I think you'll feel better energy-wise uh, as well. Next one, eat a little bit slower. Actually chew your food. Um, you know, really chew it. Uh, I know a lot of people with digestion problems where they just inhale their food and they eat it in instant. Enjoy food. Um, enjoy the process of it. Drink plenty of fluids as well. I think those all go hand in hand, but a lot of times people don't really chew their food and they're not drinking enough fluids every single day, so it leads to a myriad of problems. You can listen to our constipation podcast uh, for more detail on that. Next one, plan out your exercise program, you guys. 
Um, don't just wing it. Get with a coach. Get with a community. Get with a group. Even if you're only with them, you know, twice a week, and they give you something to follow the other three days, I think that's fine. But just walking into a gym mindlessly is not a recipe for success. A lot of you guys are going into big box gyms. You're renting fucking equipment you don't know really know how to use with no rhyme or reason to it, and you're just doing the same four or five shitty exercises you've always done, and you're not using machines because that person's on it or that person's on it, or you think you'll feel stupid or dumb or whatever it is. And for some of you guys, for surely that works. But that's about one percent of you. The rest of you. Get with a coach, get with the community, get with people who care about you and help you and will walk you through it so you can just show up and mindlessly run through the program and it will be exactly what you need because it's a coach and a program that you believe in that has your best interest at heart. I believe that. Next one, occasionally drinking booze is not going to hurt you guys if you plan it, but if you're doing it seven days a week, it's probably what's dragging you down. And when you're making pours, if you're watching me on YouTube right now, you can see my hand. If it's a pour like this, it's fine. If it's like when you say your pour versus a restaurant pour, if it's three drinks to one drinks, that's where we have a problem. So again, really plan out your drinking uh, and make it worth it. Next one, understand the difference between you guys being dehydrated and hungry or hunger and cravings versus dehydration. I think a lot of people say they're starving, which again, in America, none of us have ever really been starving unless you grew up you know, in the ghetto um, or similar to me sometimes we didn't have a lot of food at the house. I was probably, I don't know if I was starving, but I was hungry as shit, I know that. And, uh, you know, as a kid, you just want to eat SpaghettiOs. And sometimes we didn't have SpaghettiOs, so I was hungry. Um, my point being is, again, you guys know the difference between being hungry and having, like, legit cravings and just being dehydrated. I think more often than not, our brain and our gut and we confuse being hungry with dehydration. So don't make that mistake. Drink at least 100 ounces of water per day minimum, uh, if not more than that. Next one. Eat a majority of your food at home. It's common sense. You'll have complete control over what you eat. You'll know all the shit that they add to it. You'll know how it was prepared, and you'll know exactly how much of it is there. Um, I'm not. I'm not. You know, knocking restaurant eating and stopping at places. I do it all the time um, when I have to. But I make probably 85% of my meals at home um, every single day, or maybe probably even 90%. Probably out of every 10 meals, yeah, I probably make nine of them at home. Um, again, not rocket science, but just a way for you guys to control the environment. Next one. Don't be afraid to ask questions um, at a restaurant or make special requests. You're paying for it. They're happy to do it. If not, take your money elsewhere, I promise you. You're not being annoying um, unless you really are. If you ever watch the movie Waiting, uh, don't complain like and be an asshole and send stuff back because you never know what kind of special sauce or things that can, can drop in your food. Uh, but in all reality, uh, you know, ask for what you want. They're, they're happy to do it more often than that than make a substitution, especially if you're willing to pay for it. Next one. Um, you guys got to stop doing fast food so much. Um, and again, when my, my parents grew up, it was probably like a special treat they did maybe once a month or once every couple months, if that. And now it's become a way of life for people. And sometimes they're doing it, you know, multiple times a day or for surely multiple times for a week. It, it doesn't work. And again, the same note for all my parents out there. I know it's tough. You can't eat your kids' shit. You can't, if your kids are eating Teddy Grahams, you can't eat Teddy Grahams if you're trying to be lean. If your kid's crushing a box of Cheez-Its, you can't eat a box of Cheez-Its, dude. You just can't. Um, you have to really be diligent. I know it's tough because it's in the house, so um, I can do a whole different podcast on this and kind of how to work around it, but you just can't be doing that stuff consistently. Next one. Um, again, talked about this before. Hiring a good coach uh, and a personal trainer is an investment to you guys. Um, it's not an expense. I believe that. You know, I don't know enough about finance to do all of my own investments, so I have a professional that I work with. Um, I don't look at it as an expense, it's an investment. Again, I don't. I know a little bit about taxes, but with all the shit that we run, I have no clue all the rules and changes. So like, 
I have a professional do it for me. So again, that's not an expense, it's an investment. It's in the long run, it's saving me money and it's making me money. Just like a good coach and community will do for you. It's not you, oh, I'm spending the money, and on what? What is more important than you guys feeling good, moving good, and having a healthy body and a healthy life? I'll wait, shoot me a message. Next one, read food labels, you guys, and everything you buy. Um, education is the start of power. Now, education without action is actually worthless, but when you start to read labels and, and understand macros and sugar and fiber and proteins and carbs and fats and micronutrients, um, it can help uh, you make better decisions about your life and what you're doing with it and what you're you know, filling your body with. Because a lot of times people I meet are smart and educated, but they're making poor choices simply because they're not, they're not reading and they're just being lazy with, with the details. And sometimes, you know, um, the devil's in the details. Next one, don't let your significant other, husband, wife, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, discourage you um, from trying to get healthy or trying to get lean. Uh, hopefully they're your number one supporter. If they're not, get rid of them. I'm, ki- I'm kidding, I don't, I'm not telling you to like, you know, get divorced or break up with your husband or wife, but if they don't support you on a journey to be healthier and improve yourself to look better, move better, and feel better, why are you with them? And why would somebody ever discourage you because they don't have the mental fortitude to do it? And again, even if they are doing that, you guys make the decision what you wanna do with your relationship. What I would say is stick to it. Be the better person, be the stronger person, be more mindful, push yourself, and uh, more often than not, they're gonna level up to you. And if not, you'll be smoking hot and you'll look good and you can dump them and get somebody who's even hotter and nicer and better and richer and everything <laughs> in between. Uh, next one on the list. Um, again, you guys, forget about uh, you know fat burners and uh, all the worthless performance supplements, unless you're doing everything else perfect. Unless you're like you know the one percent person who's looking to make that last you know five to maybe ten percent jump, I wouldn't waste the money on those kind of things. Now, the supplements I believe in are the health ones, uh, Athletic Greens. Um, obviously, if it's probiotics, if you need them, in addition to that, fish oils, if you're deficient in a D3, I take the CBD from Beam for sleep. Those are probably my big ones, performance-wise. Literally, I just take like creatine and coffee. That's probably the two things I do the most. Short of that, like I don't take fat burners. I, a, I've, ta- I've taken them in the past, like when I was younger. I didn't like how they made me feel. They made me feel like a bag of shit, almost like, and I'm really good with caffeine, but I don't know what it is about those, what, depending on what they put in them. Most of them, again, you know, caffeine, capsaicin extract, a lot of them have different things, carnitine, um, whatever it is, I, I didn't do well on them as a young man, and I for sure as fuck wouldn't take them at this point, so I would advise you guys not to do the same. Next one, don't worry about BMI. When your doctor says it or somebody says it, that number is horseshit. Um, if you're gonna do something, you know, go by how you look, move, and feel, how your clothes fit, even body fat percentage, maybe DEXA scan. Uh, the BMI is nonsense. When I do my BMI, I'm six foot two, I'm 217 pounds today. Um, I believe I'm obese. Um, if I look at the scale, now you guys have seen me with my shirt off enough times, you tell me if I'm obese or not. I'll leave it at that. Next one, be patient, you guys. It's a marathon in terms of fat loss. One to two pounds of legit fat loss per week is crazy fast. In the scope of a year, you lose 52 to 104 pounds. That is insane. That is a crazy effort. So again, if you haven't lost 10 pounds in a month, don't be discouraged. It's a long game, you guys. Again, like I always say, it is a crock pot, not a microwave. Next one, keep your meals simple and basic. Now you can keep them fun at times, you can make them sexy and fancy, you can be like my man Kevin Curry, Fit Man Cook, he does a lot of awesome stuff, but that's his job, that's his career. I don't have time for that. I do the same, basically basic two meals um, almost every single day, or I get in a rhythm and a habit, I'll do the same thing for like a month straight for lunch, or the same thing for like a month straight for dinner, and then I'll maybe mix it with another thing, but I probably have four to four to eight meals that I kind of rotate through through the most of the year, and again, 
simplicity, you guys. Overcomplicating things just makes life more difficult. I like to keep it simple uh, and basic. That's been my recipe for success in everything in my life, not just fitness and nutrition. Uh, in terms of water, if you guys struggle with it, adding you know lemon, lime, orange, cucumber, strawberries, you name it to your water, helps add flavor and typically helps you guys uh, drink more of it more often. So I'm a huge fan of lemon water and lime water for that matter, and cucumber and everything else. I love it when we go to like the JWs and have the fancy waters in there, and I'm like, man, we should do it more often at our house, and then I'll do it for a little while. So again, adding in a, a, cut, a, cut, a cut a lemon, squeeze a little bit of it, dump it in your water with a slice, and you guys are good to go. Next one, discover your emotional relationship with food and the triggers you have. Know the things that trigger you. Know the things that put you guys in bad positions and, and have you make bad choices and try to avoid them or work around them or understand why you do it. Be mindful of it even if you lose the battle up front and then make a change over time with your habits. I know it's tough because a lot of us have emotional ties to food and drink and different things like that and we use it as a crutch and we've used it as like some kind of reward system or have used it to make ourselves feel better. And again, I've talked about it before. It's just digging the hole deeper that you guys are already in. Next one, focus on other progress other than just the weight. Again, we've talked about this before for you guys. How's your cholesterol? How's your blood pressure? How's your liver function? Are your deficiencies becoming better? You know, things like that. How are your hormones? A lot of times the food we eat and the rest we get and the amount we stress and take care of ourselves can be a much bigger gauge of progress than just the scale is. So that's why I urge you guys to focus on blood work and again, how you're feeling, the quality of life, how much confidence you have, the things that really matter uh, to all of us. Next one, base all of your meals around protein and healthy fats and then fill the gaps with everything else. I would urge you guys to have protein with every meal. If it doesn't have protein in it, it is not a meal. It is just a snack and it's probably not really helping you guys. So I'd say when you took a picture of your plate, is there some lean proteins? Is there some green veggies? Where's the fat source? And do you need any starchy carbohydrates depending on your goals and what your activity is? Simple enough. Next one, again, be super, super patient with a sense of urgency inside that patient. So you're working hard every single day consistently, but you're patient and understanding again, you guys, it took you, you know, two, three, four, five, 10 years to put the weight on to think you can lose it in two, four, five, or 10 days is pretty insane. But you'd be amazed at what you can get done in a year if you really try. And again, I've said this before in another podcast, we drastically, we drastically overestimate what we can do in 60 days and we underestimate what we can do in 12 months. I think that goes for you know anything in life, especially for fat loss. Next one, you guys. Um, be smart about your training. Push yourself when you can push yourself. Take the rest days when you need to. Recover, foam roll, do mobility, get quality sleep. And again, just really have a program and a coach who gives a shit about you and can set you up for success. Because I know oftentimes it's really hard to go through it blind. And I just, I can't say it enough. And I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you my stuff. If you think I suck or you hate me, don't buy my shit. It doesn't matter to me. Like I got plenty of people who love what we do and I'm happy to help them. And I can't help everybody. I know that. Um, so if you live in a community, you're in Ohio, you're in Nebraska, you're in Florida, message me. I'll try to hook you up with somebody I know if I possibly can, or if it's our stuff online or if it's our stuff in person, come on in, dude. We'll rip it together. We'll have fun. Like as fun as, you know, thrusters can be, but we'll have as, as much fun as possible. Next one. For a lot of you guys who get busy with your job and career and with kids and you tend to talk yourself out of stuff and you guys know who you are, work out first thing in the morning. 
get up 30 minutes earlier and just get it done. Again, our people who come at 5 a.m., they don't talk much, um, especially when they first get in there. None of, none of my jokes work, and uh, I'm tired too, so, so it works out just well. But a lot of those guys, those are the hardest workers, the 5 a.m. and the 6 a.m. people. They just get up, they grind it out, and they do it, and they go about their day. And there's no excuse. They can't talk themselves out of it because it's already done. And your body really doesn't even know what's going on. You know, when it's that early, you're like kind of half awake, and you're just going through the motions. And within about five, six minutes, your heart rate is up, you're jacked, and you're just moving. And you crush the workout. So again, if you guys are someone who tends to talk yourself out of training, and you travel for work, or you have a bunch of things going on, or you have kid stuff, and you never know how hectic it can be, and you find yourself making excuses, or you're too exhausted at the end of the day, do it at the start of your day. And you guys will be more successful for it. And the last one, number 72. Man, this is a lot to talk through. Again, make it a lifestyle. That has to be the end focus. Above all else, it has to be your health. You have to do it because you give a fuck about your life and how you feel and how you look and how you move and how you treat people and how people, you know, I guess, see you in the world as a leader, somebody who cares about themselves and how they feel every single day. Because when you can do that, you're inspirational, you're motivational, you're somebody people look up to, not because of how you look, but how you live your life because you're willing to see something through. You have to do it for your health, you guys. You can't do it just for the vanity reason um, because that bullshit will fade, man. Um, you have to make it a long-term vision you know, to live your best life possible. If you're super jacked to get ripped up for Coachella, that's cool, but that doesn't last. If you're super excited to go to Bora Bora or go to Mykonos because you're going to be on a beach and take a bunch of pictures on a catamaran, that's awesome. Respect. But that shit will fade, especially as you get older and your life changes and you have different goals and you're not trying to impress people and be super fancy for the wrong fucking reasons. If you do it for health, if you do it because you know it will make your hair and skin and nails feel better and look better and you know it will make your, you know, going to the bathroom easier, you know you'll have more energy, you know you'll be more motivated, more inspired, I promise you guys, if you do it from a health standpoint... If you do it from the standpoint of, I want to be the healthiest person both internally and externally, the byproduct is you'll look like a fucking rock star on the outside, but you have to do it for your health because you know it's going to extend your life. And even if it didn't, it made the quality of your life, even if you died the same time you would have anyway, it made the quality of your life, the journey, again, you have to enjoy the journey, it made the journey of it worthwhile. And that's what it's all about. Again, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, it would suck shit because I got a lot of awesome stuff I want to do still, but... I had a really great run, stuck in this body, in this mold, and it was amazing, and I wouldn't have traded for anything. I'm, all the sacrifices that I've made are more than worth it because it's provided me a life that I wouldn't have had outside of this, and I wouldn't be this inspired and this motivated and this driven if I didn't feel this way every single day, and I think that's the major takeaway for you guys. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I know it was a lot to chew on. That is 72 fat loss tips you guys can take with you, put you in your back pocket, or write them down somewhere where you can see them right now to motivate you, push you, and keep you moving forward because, again, you guys... Short of like some real life altering shit, controlling your flesh and changing your body and making a transformation both physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally is one of the toughest things you guys will do. But I promise you, if you can get hold of it, it can change the entire scope of your life. And it can change your family tree because if you do it, I promise you, your brother, sister, you know, uh, husband, wife, your kids, they, it's not just what you say, it's what they see. It's people seeing you put it into play, which is the real game changer. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five-star. Leave a comment. I truly appreciate it. only takes about 30 seconds. If you're on your iPad or your iPhone or even your MacBook right now, just pop it up. Click the podcast app. Scroll down. Five-star. Boom. Jeremy, you rock. Appreciate you, man. That's all I need to see. And share with your friends and family and tell them it's the greatest podcast you've ever heard in your life. 
Um, uh, seriously though, it does mean a lot to me, you guys, and I appreciate the support. And if there's anything else you guys want to hear from me, shoot me a DM, send me an email. I'm happy to touch on it. a lot of stuff coming on the queue and some guests coming down the pipe late next week. Probably I just, I've been really busy with, I don't want to say real work, but like I've been busy with real work stuff um, that we have to get out with clients who work with. And obviously hiking the rim to rim to rim is kind of eating up my time. So thank you guys. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you later next week. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.